This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your life and with your community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cameron here. I am recording this on Friday, December 8th, because I want you to hear my... Excited voice? Because Rhea and my duo album, our first album as a duo, we've had separate we've had separate solo albums. Um, I've had three dang stand-up albums as a solo artist, and this is my first one as a duo. Number one today on iTunes. So excited about that. Please, if you haven't had a chance yet to pick up back-to-back the live album, it's 10 bucks. It helps us out. It helps us to show that there is a market for what we do, and we get some moolah to do it, which we really appreciate. Also, you can get merch like tees and buttons through my website, CameronEsposito.com. Ugh. Enough promotion. Thank you very much for your support. On to today's episode of the show. Today I have Eva Sweeney. Eva is an activist, an educator, a consultant, a television consultant, and also has cerebral palsy and spoke to me uh, with the assistance of her aide. I think you are going to love this episode. I loved sitting down with Eva, so let's not even wait another second. Enjoy the show. Hello, Queeros. Boy, am I so just jazzed about what's going on right now in this studio. I have a new pal to talk to, and um, so I would love to start like we start every episode uh, with you introducing yourself. All right. Hi, I'm Eva. I'm a 34-year-old. I identify as a genderqueer female who is also queer. I'm Butch. My pronouns are she, her. I also have a physical disability called cerebral palsy, which for me means I use a wheelchair to get around. Since I'm nonverbal, I spell out things that I want to say on a letter board with a laser pointer attached to a hat. For the podcast, you'll be hearing my aide read off pre-written answers. For follow-up questions, I'll I'll spell out on my board. I'm a sex and disability advocate. I travel all around the country giving workshops on these topics. I'm also a consultant on ABC's Speechless. It is a show about a family who has a 16-year-old teenager with CP. They totally use my communication system, one that I created for the show. And after the creator saw what a good relationship I have with my aides, he created an aide character for the show. So Cedric Yarbrough has me to thank for his job. (laughs) He has said this before. (laughs) Wow. You have achieved so much. I mean, that's awesome. Um, Talk to me about the... The specificity of the way that you communicate that they used for Speechless, I actually haven't seen the show. Oh. What is it that you helped them? I use a laser pointer and and, and a, a hat and a letter board, which most N-O-N- 
than nonverbal people don't use. Most people use like more high tech stuff. Yeah, like you know, like Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Right. Like a head switch or or like a yeah. Dynavox that's more computerized. Exactly. Well, uh, good job breaking into Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, he actually uses the exact same board. That... I mean, I know what the show is. I just haven't seen it yet. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, that... Um, growing up, did you ever see a character that looked like you on TV? No. So this not, is... Not... Not at all. Yeah. And then to be able to... How did the producers become aware of you? One of my F friends who works at CSUN, T.O., told the creator, Scott Silvery, he should talk to me. Mm. And I can tell, I mean, I can just tell already that you're very charming. <laughs> and so I'm, because we were, because our recording was delayed. And so we, <laughs> we had to like chat about Halloween and other <laughs> random topics. Um, so I could see, I could see how somebody would want to figure out how you specifically communicate Thanks. and try to use that in the world. Oh, you're welcome. I don't mind throwing around compliments <laughs> when they are deserved. <laughs> So just to keep going on, and just for listeners, so one thing that we, we I wasn't sure how this particular recording would go, because I haven't done this yet, with mm-hmm. a nonverbal person, and so I sent Eva some questions in advance, which is what um, I thought might make it a little bit easier, but then also we're going to follow up with questions, and Eva's using her letter board right now to communicate. So that's what's happening here. And I, mm. I think you would have been able to figure that out anyway, but I just want to <laughs> explain fully. Um, and then that is Cameron's voice that you hear. Who's, oh, and do we're, we're I don't have to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to say your name. Is it? A, it's yeah. fine. I don't, yeah. Okay. Or I could just say, and that's Eva's AIDS voice that you hear. Well, I don't mind yeah. having two Cameron's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there are two Cameron's think, on the show. I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. And actually, let me also ask this question. How long, Eva, how long have has has Cameron been in your employ? About one one year. I look for people who have a good P E personality. I have N E never H I hired a aide who with E with experience. Well, I had a little experience before you. Like. <laughs> no, but I. <laughs> but yeah, like it's not necessarily the priority in the hiring process. It's more like the chemistry. I actually used to do this job. I don't know if you know that about me. Yeah. Yeah. When I, prior to not, I didn't work on a one-to-one relationship, so I wasn't like a, a at-home aide, um, but I worked in classrooms as a classroom aide for folks with cerebral palsy. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that was, they were, they were actually mm. teenagers, so it would also, mm. it's different because 
you're like a fully grown adult. Um, <laughs> so that's also why I was working with them just in the day because I just worked at their school. Um, but it was yeah. a great. Cool. Yeah, it was a great job. I really loved that job, actually. I thought that's kind of what I was going to do. I went to social work school because I thought that I was going to be a therapist that worked with um, folks with physical special needs. What M A made you be I N interested in that field of work? You know, I just had a. I I just started getting jobs in that area, and then I loved the students that I worked with. Cool. Yeah, I just thought that they were really, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the otherness in me understood the otherness in somebody else, if that makes sense. Yes. So I was like, oh, we can hang. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, okay, let's talk more about you. This is not about me. It's kind of about both of us, actually. So how did others see you when you were a kid? Okay. Well, I was super lucky because my mom fought for me to be mainstream from kindergarten. So I was always around typical kids. I taught myself to read at two years old. Yes, my mom thought she was going crazy because when I was diagnosed with CP, the doctor told my parents not to expect much. So my parents knew early on I was super smart. (laughs) During my elementary years, my mom would come to school at the beginning of the year and sit down with all the kids and explain them what CP is and how I communicate. That really helped the kids see me and not only my disability. During elementary school, I went to an amazing school called Sequoia where there were no desks or homework and we went camping three times a year. It was all (laughs) (laughs) project-based. So, uh... So I think that school really helped. Side note, of my class of 25, five kids came out as queer. There was something in the water. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, all, that's all pretty awesome. And um, when you say mainstreamed, like you mean you didn't go to a school like, for folks that has special needs? You exactly. To like a typical public school? Yes. Or I guess maybe that Sequoia doesn't sound like a public school <laughs> or a typical school. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Yes. I want to keep going on some of these other questions because, wait, so, but when you were a kid, so were you sensing or were other people sensing anything going on with you gender or sexuality wise that would I, also have been atypical? IK knew. I was queer at one twelve. Oh. When mm. I S T A R started C H E checking out girls. So cute. And you knew what that meant? Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't like. I mean, I don't know. I was interested in. I was interested in girls. I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't realize till I was like really nineteen or twenty. I can't imagine what that would be like to know when you were twelve. Did you tell other people? Uh, no, no, just experiencing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Oh, I want to talk about your haircut. <laughs> because we have had like a, a couple... Because you emailed me a while ago to ask about stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when you emailed me, I watched some videos that you had. Mm. I can't remember if you like linked them or if I just looked <laughs> you up. <laughs> um, and I saw that you have... So you have like almost like a pixie haircut. You have super short hair. Yeah. Or like whatever feels gender appropriate, but just it's real short. And I want to ask you, because I just recently cut my hair short. And... Um, it looks great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to ask you about your hair and when and like your presentation kind of in general. Mm-hmm. When I was nine, I begged my mom to let me cut my hair short. She was reluctant, but let me do it. It has been short ever since. She hated it then, and she still does. I am constantly viewed as an eight-year-old boy by the public. I don't mind the misgendering part, but the age part annoys me. Like, people talk to my aide instead of me or pat my head or whatever, and my aides are awesome and know how to gently tell them I'm 34 years old. You know, people still do really inappropriate stuff. People still do some pretty inappropriate stuff. There's a story. There's a pretty... Do you want to hear something that happened recently? (laughs) Are you okay with Karen telling it? Okay, awesome. Yes, I do want to hear it. It's pretty wild. Okay, so recently, (laughs) now I'm off script, so I'm like, what person do I say this in? Um, (laughs) Recently, uh, Eva went to Trader Joe's, and uh, yeah, and uh, um, like you were training a new aide, and usually when there's like an errand that needs to be done that can be done in less than 10 minutes eva wants to stay in the car she's like go go handle it be right back whatever and we roll down the windows and stuff and it's like not a big deal but uh in the 10 minutes that her aide and training aide were gone um some lady came up to the window it was one of t those Fucking, wait, no, sorry. One of those one, ten, a hundred and five, oh, days when we were in oh, that okay. heat, wave here, heat wave. Like here last week or whenever no, that it was? It was like the end of August. Okay. So it was like very intense heat wave. And um, so this lady comes up to the, <laughs> to the window that's cracked and is like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, and Eva's like, yes, like nodding her head. Yes, yes, I'm okay. Everything's fine. Leave me alone. Pay attention to my yes. Like, but um, she did not. And she called the police. And, like, her aides had barely been gone. And they come back. And the, and the police are there. And, like, an ambulance. And, like, Eva keeps spelling, I'm okay. I'm totally okay. Hey, everyone. I'm okay. Like, everything is fine here. I'm okay. And um, they... Oh, my God. What did they do? They, like, took you into the ER for, um, because they, they, because uh, they needed to check your heart rate, which was obviously high because there's a lot of police around. And they, um, they went, oh, my God. It's just so ridiculous. Um, wow. I am super sorry. <laughs> it gets more intense. They, you, L, T, ultimately, A, arrested my aides. What? Yes, for elderly <laughs> abuse. 
Oh, <laughs> which I think later became disabled and animal abuse when they realized you're not because she um she's a service dog and they realized you're not an elderly woman. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, e v e e e every t everything now has been cleared and like but it just s h o it just shows how much the g e general public does not know about disabled people and you want to stay in the car because yeah it's like i mean it's like an a- ordeal to get out of the car exactly and did you have your no. letter board out and mm. your hat on no but you're very good at saying yes and no like <laughs> um so it was just one of those things where this lady was not able to notice or pay attention or recognize mm. like uh, oh man i mean it's also like <sighs> we're taught I mean, it's, well, we're not really taught what to do when it's you in the car, right? Exactly. Because we're taught, like, actually, like, she's kind of following this script that we are taught, which is, like, yeah, if exactly. you see somebody in a hot car, like, you're supposed to intervene yeah. and, you know, all this it's stuff. Just, and Yeah. So it's... I think it gets more I, intense when the police were, like, not listening and, That's like, huge. And arresting people. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. She got left at the hospital. She got left at the hospital without any AIDS. Like, somebody had to find this tag, this tag right here on her freaking... Oh, my God. (laughs) To call her parents. Like, they... And what they... This is what the police did. They were like, will you step out? We need to ask you a few questions. They did not ask them any questions. They just arrested them. They just arrested the AIDS and left Eva there. (laughs) What? Dude, it was so crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. How long were you at the hospital? Five hours. Eva. Wow. No, right? Wow. (laughs) You must have been scared. Were you scared? My P parents, S, H, showed up. R, I, right... When they got arrested. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Well, I'm glad you... (laughs) I don't even know what I'm glad. I'm glad you weren't alone for five hours at the hospital. Please tell me you weren't. Exactly. Okay, good. Totally. Um, But that's... Well, the other thing that I just feel like, because people are listening to this, and I'm actually looking at you... um, you're a small person. You've got a a, exactly. a smaller bod <laughs> on the bod spectrum. <laughs> so so when we talk we about like kind of queerness in general and like haircuts and yeah, how often misgendering happens and like for my wife Ria, she people think that she's a like thirteen year old boy constantly. Yeah, but um. She's also working with, like, a slightly bigger bod than you have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's just, like, the added complexity of, I think, this thing that queerness does where, like, kind of in general, queer people don't 
aren't always assumed to be full adults. <laughs> um, but exactly. then your then your size compounding that. T, no N, O, B, O, nobody, E, X, P, E expects me expects mm-hmm. I am a thirty four year old woman or queer yeah queer woman. What is that like walking through the world and and people are wheeling, driving through the world, (laughs) driving through the world and people uh, don't don't see who you are? I just L A laugh. And when P E O people are G E. And you, I genuinely interested, I, E, D, educate them. Hey, that sounds like a really good plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Laugh, and when people are genuinely interested, educate them. There you go. Can I just take that as like a, that's, (laughs) that's, I need, that's, what I need to be doing <laughs> all the time about all things. You're exactly right. <laughs> a really good answer to all questions. So I want to ask a little bit more just about like clothes and other ways that you are present. So what clothes feel comfortable to you? I would like to dress more masculine than I do, but because I currently live at home and because my mom helps me get dressed, I wear more androgynous clothes. I would love to wear button ups. When I was in my early 20s, I was a part of a drag king troupe called the Deadbeat Daddies. My, <laughs> my drag name was Tyler Cripps, who was a sleazy insurance agent who always had his dick out. What? <laughs> that was definitely fun. <laughs> um, that is a really sleazy insurance agent. Honestly, I feel like that person should probably lose their license. <laughs> they don't put their genitals back in their pants. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Um, what's the barrier to getting button ups for, 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 for your mom? She. A. C. C. U. S. Accuses me of being T trans? Mm-hmm. Really? When I say I want to wear button up? Yes, what? That's so ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Um. I have to P I C pick. My B A my battles. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that you do have to pick your battles. Um, maybe if you want to go home with some photos of me wearing button ups. <laughs> if you need Give some, some like good examples. If you need some backup. <laughs> and I mean, also like, obviously, it'd be fine if you were, but I. 
there, I don't think there has been any scientifically proved link between <laughs> being a trans person and button ups. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that link has yet to be found by the scientific <laughs> <Exactly>. community. <laughs> Eva, who is your first crush? Melissa Joan Hart from Clarissa Explains It All. What? <laughs> this is hilarious to me now because she's so not my type. I usually go for more butch people. Sure. Uh, happens. Did you ever have a teenage witch phase or was it just Clarissa? <laughs> just Clarissa. Ooh. All right. So it explains that, it all. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does. Literally explain it all. <laughs> And that's a good segue into just talking about dating in general, um, because I would... Well, actually, let me ask this question first. Does an aide go with you if you go on a date? Well, I first... um, Oh, wait. (laughs) I use online dating and always include my disability in the bio. It definitely weeds out people, but the ones who do not reply are open to it, (laughs) even if they should (laughs) have... Um, should, should I do the whole thing? Yes. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I should skip to the part where I talk about the aid coming. Oh no, it's okay. Well, well, what's the what's the? Yeah, why don't you just start and tell me what the the Eva? Yeah, tone down. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Well, first I use. I'm just going to start. Okay. Well, first I use online dating and always include my disability in the bio. It definitely weeds out people, but the ones who do reply are open to it, even if they have questions. I do. I don't go into super detail, but I just say I have CP and what that is to me. On first dates, I always bring an aid because I want my date to get to know me rather than helping me with stuff like eating and drinking. I always have super cool aids, so it does not feel like taking a parent or a babysitter with me on a date. As me and Manu Boo date, mm-hmm. they can learn how to help me if they are down. But I'm really cautious as I know too many people who rely on their spouses for personal care. And that, in my opinion, can relu- ruin a relationship. I want my relationships to be about our relationship, not about my personal care. Even now, with my current partner, we are talking about a weekend away, just us. I'm nervous about them having to help me. They know how to do it, but I don't like I don't like them to do it very often. When we first started dating, well, really just hooking up. One time after we hooked up, I really had to pee, but we hadn't discussed whether or not they were comfortable with it. And I texted them later and asked and said, it's totally okay if you're not. It was way too long of a text. And they said, nothing phases me. Teach me how. Swoon. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So this is, is this somebody you met through online dating? Mm-hmm. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> right. How long have you guys been together? If one, you don't mind my asking. Half, one and a half years, right? Yes. Mm. Rad. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really cool. And this is the first time that you guys would be together alone or have you done this before? This weekend away. Oh, here. One funny story. The first time my partner and I went on our first date without an aide, we went to Santa Barbara. We were at some gift shop. That's a, that, just so that anybody that is listening <laughs> that doesn't know the geography of California, that's legitimately far. <laughs> he went very far. Uh, um, yeah, so we went to Santa Barbara and we were at some gift shop and we were joking about how much a plush oyster looks like a vagina. <laughs> and okay, some, yes. guy, some guy bought it for us and he just thought this kid 
me, really liked this oyster. <laughs> also, when we were <laughs> when we were eating dinner, the restaurant comped our bill because my partner is so good with me. Um, they had no idea that they were my partner, but we had lobster. So uh, <laughs> these stories are really hilarious, but they do show how people don't think people with disabilities as being sexual or wanting to date. Right. So you think that person just assumed this is like a family member or an aide? Yeah, exactly. And does that happen all the time? Oh, yes. <laughs> do you? What do you do? Do you correct people? My P-A-R partner does. Is your partner... Did you... Did your partner drive you guys? Yeah, they're able-bodied. Yes. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out which other questions I want to ask. <laughs> Did they have experience with like anybody who's been in a chair or uses a different communication system? Yes. Yes. They they had a kid oh yeah there was a kid in like mm. uh their elementary school so they saw the board they're like oh yeah i know how to use this this board <laughs> this old thing like <laughs> <laughs> and that was in like kindergarten right that they were introduced to that yeah so oh that's actually rad yeah like just to experience it that young exactly to like meet and know a person that uses a different communication system yeah i really didn't know anybody till i started working with folks yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, like, my first day at this school, everybody started talking to me about um, their dating life. And, I mean, mm -hmm. that was me being an asshole. I came in just, like, mm -hmm. thinking. I just didn't think, like, because um, this was a, this was at a school, that particular job was at a school for all students with physical special needs. So I just didn't think, like, that the yeah. first day I would be in like a Degrassi situation where like everybody was talking about like <laughs> oh God. all of their yeah. all, like all of their exes I just I'm an ass you know I just didn't have experience with it so I didn't know and then it literally was within an hour that I was like oh this is these are human children like these are teenagers with like hormones and zits and exactly like, like boners and stuff and like whatever's happening so it's just like package. regular experience yes <laughs> so it sounds like it's really, it sounds like it's comfortable with your partner now. Yeah. Was it, was there ever a moment of awkwardness or trying to figure out? No. That's very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I don't want to like pry into your romantic life, but is there anything else that you want to tell me about dating in oh, in this particular wanna, section? Want to do this little? Um, well, there's the. Uh, you want to do this paragraph? Okay, my board takes. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, this is like the answer to your next question. Like, talk me through meeting women when you have a special way of communicating. Stuff. Great. So I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, go um, for it. My board mm. takes literally two minutes to learn. So on first dates, my aides explain how to read my my board. Generally, my aide facilitates communication on first dates just because it's easier. But when I explained to my current partner I use a letter board, they were like, I don't know how to use one. One of the kids in my elementary school used one. And I was like, OMG. My partner actually can hear my thoughts. But uh, that had never happened before to either of us. So uh, (laughs) it generally happens when we're cuddling in bed. They see pictures of what I'm thinking. They will say out loud what they see so I can tell them if that's what I'm thinking. If I'm thinking of things that are more abstract, it doesn't always translate as well. So strong ideas and imagery is what they usually get. But I cannot hide stuff from them. There have been times where they're like, are you thinking about bling, bling? And I'm like, oh, shit, yes. Like, <laughs> So you are dating a magical sorcerer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I think some of what you're talking about is, uh, I know I've found that in relationships where I'm really close with, with folks that, um, it isn't all verbal communication, right? Exactly. We're all sharing molecules and space and time. And yeah, I mean, trust me, I can get really, I can get super crystals and out there and, and all that stuff if you want me to, but, um, I, I have had that experience myself. Cool. I think that mind meld is, uh, I mean, it's real because, mm. Mm. because we, we didn't come from strictly verbal organisms, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. That sounds like a awesome relationship. Yeah. You see, you like, also are, they are so smiling cute. your <laughs> actual face off. <laughs> yeah. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I'm a big advocate for therapy. I think it's important to take care of ourselves mentally. Um, and stay healthy. You would know that if you listen to the show, which you already did. So let's say you're a listener and you can't imagine fitting a therapy appointment into your life. Well, that's what Talkspace is for. It's as easy as sending your therapist a message. You don't have to commute to an office. You don't have to wait for your appointment. You can match with a perfect therapist for you at the fraction of a cost of the cost of traditional therapy. So just go to talkspace.com slash query, use the code query to get $30 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's the code Q-U-E-E-R-Y and talkspace.com slash query. Hey, Query listeners, guess what? This is a local ad just for Angelinos. That's right. If you live in Los Angeles, you should be going to see Something Rotten at the Center Theater Group with... Ten Tony nominations, including Best Musical, The New York Post says Something Rotten is a big, fat hit. That's a big hit. This hilarious new show tells the story of two brothers who are desperate to write their own play while the rock star Shakespeare keeps getting all the hits. When a local soothsayer foretells that the future of theater involves singing, dancing, and acting at the same time, the brothers set out to write the world's first musical. 
With its heart on its ruffle sleeve and sequins in its soul, New York Magazine says Something Rotten is the producers plus Spamalot plus The Book of Mormon squared. Oh my God, that's a lot of musicals. It begins November 21st. Tickets at AmundsenTheater.org. I wanted to ask about your voice because I'm realizing, you know, like for me, my my actual speaking voice really connects to my gender because I've always heard it the same way in my head. Yeah. And then for you, who has different aids that have different voices, mm-hmm. and those people are speaking with your words, um, I wanted to ask yeah. if that, like how that feels for you gender-wise. Like do you feel it conf- actually adequately conveys your gender and I don't know, what's that experience like, having different mm-hmm. people speak for you? I think because I choose age, not for experience, but for chemistry, as soon as they get to know me, they can mm-hmm. definitely convey my personality well. I've had aides of all genders, and all of them do a good job. I think because my communication system really lets my personality shine, it helps my aides as well. I've tried one of those high-tech devices, like the one Stephen Hawking has, I mastered it, but ultimately went back to the board. With the device, people had to sit and wait for like five minutes for my response. With my board, people, with my board, because you have to read what I'm spelling, you're engaged the whole time. Also, since I always have aids, they can facilitate my communication. Awesome. I'm so glad that you have something that works for you so well. And you are... Yeah, I mean, this is, I didn't know what to expect, but this is a really fast way of communicating. Mm. It, it, yeah. It is like a very conversational, mm-hmm. uh, mm. I don't know, flow. It's, yeah, it feels definitely. like, I mean, I'm taking more time pausing mm. <laughs> and choosing my words than you are. Well, just how we've got some good ones, but yeah, she's, she's, she zips through. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you were also talking about, so you have AIDS with you what portion of the day? Like one, 15 hours a day. And then you sleep the other time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rad. And your folks that you, you live with your folks, you said? Mm. Yes. And... Do, I mean, this is, do, do your folks read your board directly or is your aide speaking, reading your board and communicating with your parents? My parents only use I spelling, uh, which is like, mm-hmm. I spelling is like, we do it too if the board's mm-hmm. not around. Um, basically, it's like if you look down we'll run through the alphabet A through um, K. And then if you look up, you we run through L through M. And when we hit the letter that you want to spell, you'll nod. She'll, yeah. And so we'll just go through it like that, basically run through the alphabet. And that's what uh, your parents prefer. <laughs> wow. Do you like that? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so you much, mean having much slower having parents is like always the same? 
(laughs) (laughs) They're like amazing and you love them and they're annoying. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm. I feel like we're doing pretty great in following up on stuff, but I want to make sure I get through all the questions that I asked you. So let me just pull something up real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, I think, maybe where, like, the biggest part of talking uh, just about identity. So I want to talk about, like, your intimacy with the queer community at large. Because since the queer community is, well, it's so many things. I mean, partially it's on the Internet. And partially it's like, you know, in our hearts or whatever. But then it also has like, (laughs) but then it also has like specific gathering places and um, ways of interacting. And I just didn't know what, like how connected you feel to other queer folks. The queer community has generally been mostly accepting, but they don't know much about disability. In 2004, I created an organization called Queers on Wheels. I wrote a book which includes stuff like how to navigate dating when you need help, adapting sex toys, how to talk to your partner about your disability, and how to masturbate if you need assistance. Through the book, I was asked to give workshops all over the U.S. about these topics. It was quite powerful, as many times I had middle-aged people with disabilities coming up saying they had never talked about sex before. (laughs) That feeling makes me continue to work in this field because I know it's so needed. I even had a Christian rights protest my workshop so i definitely feel like i am making an impact that's huge yeah no more oh wait now more queer people with disabilities are speaking up shout out to the fabulous andrew gerza so that's really awesome to see how did how did you and andrew first meet andrew is somebody that i don't know when at some point on the podcast you will you will your episode will come out and then at some point andrews will come out i don't know the order yet Mm -hmm. um but andrew's another uh is the phrase like would you say like disability rights activist is that what you'd say what do you say yeah um Mm. who i had a great conversation with Mm. recently also but how do you guys know each other i think t h u through F B Facebook. Yeah. The internet brings I, us all together. I was also on on his podcast. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I thought I had the I thought I had that hot hot scoop. Oh <laughs> uh, fine. Always <laughs> always behind. He's great. I really liked talking to him. Yeah. And, okay, so I have, like, many follow-ups to what you were just talking about. So Num- you, yes. you don't have anything written down anymore. <laughs> 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 so, first of all, um, like, was there ever a moment, a period of awkwardness for you when you're talking about sex or sexuality because you have to because you need assistance like from an aide or a parent and for so many people as they're like beginning to explore sexuality that's something that like we are generally shamed for in this culture and so people kind of keep it to themselves 
Yes. But you had to be, you like had to be, somebody else had to be involved. When I was 110, no, 19, I had a fucking A W awesome aide. Was that Nick? <laughs> I had an awesome aide who helped me F I G figure out most of the S T stuff I talk about in Cute Queers on Wheels. And was there a period of time when that was awkward or was this person just like rad and no. they made you feel good? No, yeah, just rad, total radness. So um, you're a good you're good at hiring is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is still one of my best best friends. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great to know. And what about for your parents because I can imagine that like <laughs> I can imagine that one's parents, it's like you don't really want your parents to know that much about your sex life, right? Like that's a generally. <laughs> uh, Eva's dad called um, their partner. What was it? Uh, your special friend? Special friend? Was that it? Or was it my good friend? <laughs> oh. Wow. That's a little even weirder and special, but even T even though when we had dinner together at my parents' house, we then fucked we'd fucked at that house. <laughs> <laughs> You know, real, like good friends. That is do. a good friend. It's a, it's a solid friendship that you're working on there. Um, <laughs> wait, do you? I didn't even. Do you use they pronouns? Uh, no, their partner does. Got it. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, Got and it. like you know, it could be confusing between the singular and the plural. Sure, sure, sure. I'm talking about both or one right, of them, right, right. but yeah. Um, but yeah, you just use she, her. Yeah. And your folks, so do you think that, is that like that they don't accept that you have a sex life or is it, is it um, discomfort with queerness? What do you, is it one of those things? My dad does not want me to be queer. Oh, well, unfortunately. No, he does not want you to be debt, D. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> D A dating. Oh, just in jet not just queer, but dating? God. Doesn't want you to be dating anybody. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Parents, man. Yeah. They just don't understand. But has has he ever told you why? <laughs> yes. Because he has a mm. I C ID idea which 
is to L O N G long to talk about. Got it. About my L my life. Mm. Yeah, like how he wants your life to look mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, mm. shit, my parents mm. had some ideas about how my life should look. Mm. Yeah. I hope that, I really hope that they come around and see mm-hmm. that you get to choose your own life. I think that's uh That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> because that that is you know, or I mean, does this weigh you down? Or are you fine with it? Yeah. Yeah. Well then I I hope that yeah, I hope that they come around because I think that that's I mean especially for queer folks, I think anybody that's listening who's in the community has had like some moment with some family member or friend exactly. that's about like hey mm. i need you to be this for me that is a shared experience mm. um exactly please take off your button-ups and stop being mm. trans like <laughs> <laughs> it just it just sucks for other people to put their expectations on you and i can imagine yeah. that like even more so if uh you happen to live in their house mm-hmm. mm. exactly do you think you'd ever want to live on your own? I I have. And it was a good experience. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, cross fingers that would you want to again? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, you got to get just a few more of those Hollywood gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Ugh, I mean, I'm just like, I want to talk to your dad. <laughs> that's what I. That's how I'm feeling. Right now. Good luck with that. <laughs> Have you? Do you go to? Where do you meet other queer folks? Oh, mm. online. Yeah. I would imagine, like, a bar setting would be challenging. Yeah. Do you ever go to bars? No. I mean, who does? I don't know. Yeah, for for real. (laughs) (laughs) There are, like, there are, like, some cool, I don't know, queer coffee shops in L.A., like, more alternative spaces that... When? No, yes. Where? Where? Yeah, where? I'll tell oh, you yeah. afterwards. Lo- Eva loves coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. And queers. So uh, like... What is it called? There's a new one that just opened up in like Echo Park. I'll, I'll look up the... The queer cutie thing? Yeah, yeah. cuties. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys been there yet? I haven't yet, but I see I can be like clicking going to every single event and don't go. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I think that's got to be a destination on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rad and then sort of moving towards wrapping up um i know i asked you the last question that i asked you in the ones i sent you was is there anything that you feel passionate about adding at this point and i'm that's more so just like i am 100 percent certain that there are things that i missed 
So what did I miss? Not, not really. Not really. Doesn't really have an I answer. I nailed the shit out of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good job, me. <laughs> well, Eva. First of all, it's been awesome talking mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you came to the studio and that we worked this out. Yes. And I want to ask you about a queero of yours. Somebody who gave you the strength to feel awesome in the person that you are today. A. Oh, Annie DeFranco? No. That's what you meant. Sorry. A. N. I. Animal. P. R. P. P-R-U, Prufok, who I, I, D, O, L, I idolized as a teenager and who I have D, O, N, E done two performances with. And was in his W.E.D. wedding. Who is? I don't know. Do that you person. know? Uh, do you know the band Bitch and Animal? Oh yeah, that's Animal. An- yeah, from Bitch and Animal. Yes. <laughs> well, I've only met Bitch, <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> How did you first become aware of that person? I L I lived I L I listened to Bitch and Animal and I was like O M G Oh that's awesome. And then I W E went to a S H a show and P L O W plowed to the front <laughs> to M to meet Animal and uh, rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I guess I need to look that person up because I only know them as half of that band. Yeah, <laughs> Eva. Thank you so much for. Coming in and being a guest on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Red, thank (laughs) you guys so much. And thank you, Cameron. Yeah, totally. This is fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Let's go find now who we are. Who we are. Well, listeners, that's our show. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Cameron Esposito. We are recorded by Matt Brousseau, produced by Sierra Catow, and Feral Audio. Our theme song is by AW, and you can find them at listentoaw.com. Thanks for listening to Query. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.